such a subtle joke. Just do whatever, like your personality calls you. Talks. Let's talk about it. Whew. Deep breath before this episode. I have a feeling that this episode is going to be my favorite one. And I may be a little biased because the insight that I am about to share on this solo episode has everything to do with the healing that I've been doing since finding out the tea on Loverboy. I know why you all are here, and it's because I teased the tea on Loverboy in episode 7. For those of you who haven't listened to episode 7, yes, you are missing out, so I hope you do have FOMO right now, but no worries. Episode 7, Part 1 and Part 2 are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so just go on in there, listen to Part 1, then Part 2, and you'll be all caught up for this episode. So, Tay Talks listeners, I have to give you the rundown, the sequence of events that has transpired since this episode. So Magdalena and I recorded episode seven before I found out from a mutual friend, mind you, not from Loverboy himself, that Loverboy was seeing another girl. We recorded episode seven. I had all these great, (laughs) good things to say about Loverboy in that episode, as you all heard. And then by the time I went to edit and post episode seven, I had it in my head that Loverboy had been seeing another girl the whole time I was feeling this way towards him. So in my mind, I was like, do I, do I cut the parts where I say I love him? Do I cut the parts where I'm saying I don't mean to slight him in this episode? Because I was just so angry. I didn't want to give him that satisfaction. But ultimately, I said what I said. And I felt what I felt at that time. And I thought it was necessary to release the episode as it was when Magdalena and I recorded it. So that's why at the very end of episode 7, I gave you that little tease of there's tea on Loverboy. Because initially, I thought that I was going to come on this solo episode and roast TF out of Loverboy. (laughs) But, 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 Tay Talks listeners. Tay Talks has been and will always be a setting where we turn negatives into positives. Because Tay Talks is my therapy, and hopefully it's therapeutic for you guys too when a message resonates with you. And that's what I consider therapy to be. It's any means of translating negative into positive, whether that be negative experiences into positive experiences. And podcasting for me is a way for me to process. Naturally, I vent. To my friends. I mean, after I heard about Loverboy speaking with another girl, 
going to visit another girl, spending the holidays with another girl, I was hurt. And your initial reaction to hurt is anger and frustration. And I'm already a sensitive and emotional person. I feel things so intensely. So you can imagine how impulsive that rage was for me. And I had to get that out there with my friends. But in the recent weeks, I've really been trying to translate that anger and that frustration into healing and growth and self-awareness and lessons that I can apply. So not only I'm a better person, but I'm putting myself in better situations, particularly with relationships. Do you guys remember in episode seven when I had mentioned that I made the comment to Loverboy that I thought that I was able to love anyone? When I digest that, I understand how confusing that could have came across to Loverboy and how he could have interpreted that to mean that I may not have loved him but that I may have loved the idea of him. But what I've come to process with that statement is that I meant I have a big capacity to love as a friend, as a partner, as a sister to my younger brother, as a daughter to my mom. I have a huge capacity to love. I love to see the best in people but more than that I love to find what makes each person unique and when I say each person I mean stranger anyone I come across I like to make them feel special for what makes them them what makes them different from anyone else that I know I love that about getting to know people and so when I think about that comment that I made to lover boy And what I meant by that, it comes down to unconditional love. I say that I want to be an example of the love that God shows me day in and day out. I want to be an example of love. I want that to be my life legacy. And that's why love is so important to me in a relationship setting, in a friendship setting, in a life setting. But Tay Talks listeners, unconditional love does not mean unconditional tolerance. Unlearn that. Also remember in episode 7 when I talked about the difference between patience and tolerance. People that love hard, if you're one of those people like I am, it's so hard to differentiate that line between being patient with someone and being tolerant of their mistreatment. Because I like to see the best in people, I like to be or like to think that I am patient with them through their flaws, through their mistakes, through their shortcomings, through their failures. I've learned to believe that that is love, is tolerating when someone manipulates you into believing that you giving up on them is you not loving them unconditionally. But no, that's not it. And that's something that I, and if you are one of these people, you should be unlearning. Because what happens when you tolerate unconditionally, it ends up hurting you. 
like it did in this situation with Loverboy and like it will continue to do for me if I do not unlearn that. I'm going to keep referencing episode 7, so if you haven't listened to episode 7, please do so before continuing. Pause this episode and then we'll resume after you're caught up. What I'm about to reference in episode 7 is when I said about relationships aren't hard unless there's only one person invested, unless there's only one person giving effort, unless there's only one person trying to figure it the f*** out. I found this quote on Instagram and it said, I know you're sad and you're probably thinking of giving up on love. I need you to understand that when God wants two hearts to meet, he will move both of them, not just one. This resonated with me because, as y'all know from the past episodes, I am a believer in God, yes, but I am a believer in his plan as well. I want my relationship to be God-approved. I want it to be with someone that God knows is best for me and best for the life that I want to live. And when I think of the title of this episode being, He Didn't Say I Love You Back, I think of how a situationship should never get to the point where one person is saying I love you and another person isn't. It should never get to that point. That's my argument in this episode. And you may agree or disagree, but here's my case for that. Feelings don't just fall out of thin air. Is that the expression? I don't even understand that expression, but you know what I mean. Feelings don't just come out of nowhere and happen. Feelings develop. And feelings come after you spend time with someone. After you had those deep conversations with someone where maybe you're exchanging things that you've never told anyone before. Feelings come when you feel the compassion and empathy that someone else is showing you maybe it's grace maybe it's forgiveness maybe it's patience feelings come out of energy time and attention being invested into someone else so when you think of one person getting to the point of being able and being compelled to say i love you and the other person not being at that point, it makes me question if the other person was putting in the same energy, time, and attention that you were. For lover boy to not be on the same page of me as me, for me to be able to say I love you and vocalize that and mean it, and for him to not be able to return that. And again, I, I don't want to hear it if he doesn't mean it, but why didn't he Why was he nowhere close to that point? Another Instagram quote for y'all. Y'all know I got him favorited in my photo album here. The quote says, My grandma told me if you give a person too much too soon, they'll fall in love with your hand and not your heart. I have a feeling that lover boy fell in love with my hand. I know that sounds crazy. (laughs) Definitely sounds crazy out of context, but I mean in the context of the quote. He fell in love with what I had to give him. He didn't fall in love with me as a person. And for the Tay Talks listeners that are listening to this and thinking, this is me. 
I'm giving this man or this girl everything I can when it comes to my time, my attention, my energy. I'm giving them thoughtful gifts or I'm sending texts when I know they have a big test coming up. If you're resonating with this, I encourage you to think about how that other person would feel if you cut out all of those things that you do for them. Would they still feel the same about you as a person? And remember when Magdalena in episode 7 said, she likes saying instead of I love you, I love the person that you are. This might be a hot girl take. Shout out Magdalena. My hot girl take is the reason why athletes, professional athletes, are still with their high school and college sweethearts is because those women were there for them before the fame, before the money, before all the things they have now. Those women were there supporting and loving them day in and day out before all of that. Because what happens when all of that is gone? Money, material things, they come and go. Is that person's love, and I put that in quotes because it's not love if it's conditional, is that person's love going to change depending on the circumstances? Or is that person going to love and support you no matter what you have? While I was processing everything that happened with Loverboy, mind you, I'm still processing and still healing and still doing inner work for that heartbreak, but in the midst of that anger and frustration and hurt, I was so put off by love. Not to the point where I wanted to give up on it or want to give up on it, because I would never let someone else take that from me. I would never let someone else convince me that love isn't as important and powerful to me as I believe it to be. The quote that always comes in my head about new love is you are not afraid of new love you are afraid of old pain for any of you that are just out of a heartbreak or just out of a situationship or relationship that didn't end how you saw it because let's be honest and again episode seven talked about this when you enter a situationship or a relationship it's either going to end in marriage slash forever with this person or heartbreak. For any of you that are coming out of a situationship or a relationship and you're just so put off by love, you don't want anything to do with it, I just encourage you to separate the pain that you felt from the love that you showed. I swear this was God speaking through me. I was journaling the other day and the quote that came through my pen on the paper was, don't hate the person, hate the pain. When I think about Loverboy, it would be easy for me to go back and take back all the love that I had vocally expressed or showed him. But that's how I felt at that time. I meant it at that time and I still mean it. I'm never going to be the person that takes back love just because they were hurt. Because to me, that means the love was never true. But I wanted to hate him. It would have been much easier for me to move on if I hated him. But I had to separate him from the pain and also from what this experience taught me. 
I was never asking Loverboy for too much. I was just asking the wrong person. And that's nothing personal against Loverboy. He just didn't have enough to offer me. I'm almost grateful that he moved on with someone else because I truly can't imagine how that relationship with Loverboy would have worked out if I had to consistently beg for more effort. Like, why was I even tolerating me having to ask for effort for as long as I was? And these are the things that now that I'm removed from the situationship and I've had the time and space to think clearly, not blinded by love or not immersed, consumed by my feelings. These are the things that I go back on. Tate Talks listeners, I have a secret. I mean, I guess it's not going to be a secret after I tell you, but you deserve to know. You are most attractive when you're not worried about who you're attracting. Think about when you're living your life, you're confident, you're free, you don't hesitate. You emit this kind of energy, this aura, that's not possible to fake. People can see that it's authentic. People can see that you're genuinely enjoying your best life. And back to episode seven, Let's count how many times I say that throughout this episode eight. Back to episode seven. Remember we talked about frequencies and how we want to vibrate from a love frequency and not from a desirable state where we're in need or begging or pleading for love. Make them, them as in the guys or girls that want to shoot their shot with you, make them only respond to love. Make them go through love to reach you. Remember how we said our 2022 mantra is love? This is what I mean by that. See who can reach you when you only accept love from people. Yes, us single people are out here trying to find someone we can love like crazy, but we're also looking for somebody that wants to love us the same way back. Whitney Hansen is the girl on Instagram who has the beautiful different colored eyes one is bright blue one is like this hazel brown green and she has a poetry page i'm sure you've seen her on your explore page but in one of her videos where she's reading her poetry she mentions taking off the shoes you've been using to chase after unreciprocated love and the poem goes on to say that you're not losing your capacity to love in doing so you're simply learning how to love you. Another Instagram real reference here. Just because you showed someone how genuine you are doesn't mean that you lost self-respect. Just because you showed someone you care doesn't mean you lose dignity. People that love hard, you should never feel like you were in the wrong. This person simply was not ready to reciprocate what you're willing to give. And again, that's okay. It's not anything to take personally on your side or their side. It's just not meant to be. And I know that hurts. I do not mean to discount that pain. But what I am trying to get across to you is that bad timing or the wrong timing isn't a thing. Hot girl, take 
wrong timing isn't a thing. It's the wrong person, honey. And I know it sucks to hear because I know that you just planned your life out with that person. I know you picked out the dog that you guys are going to get before you have three kids and put them in soccer. But there's no such thing as bad timing. It's the wrong person. Let that be your closure. They are meant to get away, not to stay. It takes courage not to settle. And now we have to talk about seasons of life because I'm not a believer in there having to be a certain amount of time that you spend with someone. I've heard of couples that have gotten engaged six months after meeting each other and they're, they've been happily married for 20 years. And I also know couples that have been engaged for 10 years and then their marriage ended after two. So I know it varies and I know it's different for everyone, but when I say that you should experience someone in all seasons, I mean that you should get to know this person when they are down, when they are up, and when they are neutral. What I mean by down is when they have experienced the loss of a loved one, when they have lost their job, when they are down bad on luck. What I mean by up is when they got promoted in a job, when they won the lottery. And what I mean by neutral is the time in between where they're figuring things out, where they're chasing a dream. You need to experience someone in all their seasons to truly know their character because some people fold under pressure, whether that's in their bad seasons, whether that's in their up seasons. Because like we talked about those professional athletes, some of them don't stick with their high school or college sweethearts because they have the mindset that there's better out there for them. That now that they're on a new level, that they have new status, new fame, new fortune, they deserve better. So you need to see this person in all their seasons to truly get to know their character and their heart and what they stand for as far as morals and values. Another theme or concept that we need to address and discuss on this episode is the idea that loving someone harder doesn't equate to changing them doesn't equate to them loving you back if they can't appreciate the effort that you were giving them why would they appreciate more effort from you i was under that spell too with lover boy i thought well maybe if i do more maybe if i give more maybe if i become more he'll love me back the type of love that we are talking about in episode eight this episode It hurts more than anything because how do you get over someone who wasn't really yours? How do you forget someone who means so much to you yet breaks your heart at the same time? It hurts on another level when love isn't reciprocated. But I need you to remember that Yes, loving the wrong person hurts, but this person was never yours to begin with. If they couldn't get to the point of saying I love you back, it wasn't meant to be. With the right person, you won't have to try so hard 
to feel heard and to be seen. It will come effortlessly. If them not choosing you forces you to finally choose yourself, you win, sis. And bros out there, that's the biggest reward. You deserve to have someone who thinks you're too important to lose. Never beg anyone to see the worth that you see in yourself. And you're still worthy of love. Sometimes connections end before you're ready to let them go. But I promise you in retrospect, it will make sense. You will look back on it and whether it be the lessons that came out of it or the fact that that situationship or relationship ending led you to your ideal person, it will make sense. Okay, so this little spiel that I'm about to go on is really for the Tay Talks girls out there, but Tay Talks boys, I want you listening because I want you to let me know if this is true. So I found this account on Instagram called Dating by Lion, and it's this man giving his perspective as to how a boy or man, depending... I'm not going to say they're all boys. Some are men, but if you're doing this, you're a boy. Anyway, um, if you're on the first, second, third date with a guy and they are comfortable enough to say that they are not looking for a relationship or his other way of wording that was, I don't believe in titles. This guy from this, this relationship dating page says that that guy doesn't want a relationship with you they just want to salvage other aspects or salvage other potential aspects like physical intimacy or friendship when loverboy and i first spoke after all this drama went down loverboy was fighting so hard to keep our friendship and my response to that was why are you fighting so hard to keep our friendship but couldn't fight for our relationship? And after watching this Instagram reel from Dating by Lion, I realized that Loverboy never wanted a relationship with me. He had made up his mind from the beginning that he just wanted one of those other aspects that this man talks about, the physical intimacy or the friendship. And to me, that's unfair for him to not have been transparent about that and vocalized that from the start because I would have made different choices accordingly. Did I tell you guys that my best friend Kim and I diagnosed why I keep settling for men like Loverboy? Number one, it's because I'm too accessible. And the reason I'm too accessible is because I'm too desperate to receive the love that I want to give someone else. And it comes down to tolerating minimal effort in exchange for the hope that I can mold this person into the ideal partner or the ideal lover. That's why I do have a problem with falling in love with the ideal of people or the potential that I see in people. So this was Kim and I's text exchange. She goes, after listening to episode seven, mind you, I also figured it out. Next text. You're single because you are way too emotionally in tune with yourself for these scrubs. (laughs) It's not that they don't want you. They don't deserve you. God is removing them from you. In which I replied, I settle 
because I truly am not convinced there's a man out there that's an emotional match for me. It also explains why I make projects out of men. Not healthy, but I found my problem. When I say Kim and I thought we solved world hunger after coming to that conclusion, but it's because we generally couldn't figure it out. I thought it was because I didn't have a type. I thought it was because I'm the type of person that values personality and connection over physical appearance. So maybe I was just entertaining more guys, but no, no. I was making projects out of guys because I didn't believe that there was someone out there that could reciprocate the time, energy, and love that I am willing to offer. I was settling. I was selling myself short. I was being impatient. There is a man out there that can reciprocate the effort, the love, the time, the attention that I am willing to give. It just takes time. And you know what happens in the time that you're waiting? You have to be with yourself. You have to learn to enjoy being by yourself. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Being alone shouldn't have the same connotation as lonely. The connotation that's tagged with lonely is that you're sad, you're depressed, you're isolated. But alone shouldn't carry that same connotation. Being alone just means being by yourself, being one with yourself. And there's so much to learn and figure out when you become one with yourself, when you become in tune, when you love yourself, when you accept all insecurities and all flaws. Figure when you accept all your insecurities and all your flaws, no one can hold those against you. You've already acknowledged them. You've already accepted them. You're already working on them. So for anyone to pin those against you, it doesn't impact you. Let me warn you with what can happen if you don't take time to be by yourself. You will forever question whether you were with someone out of loneliness or out of love. And that is a tough spot to put your partner in. And they're going to feel that just like Loverboy felt it with me. My final thoughts on this solo episode, Tay Talks listeners. First, I want to extend love to anyone that has been on the other side of not hearing I love you back. Because I know how much courage and confidence it took me to vocalize it. And to not hear it back makes you question if you should have ever said it. But I want to commend you for saying it. Because I know you meant it. It's that feeling in your chest where the words almost escape out of your mouth. But you can't be friends with those who broke your heart. Who took advantage of your love, your kindness, and your forgiveness. They don't deserve access to you. I had to block Loverboy on social media and through text because he doesn't deserve to have the same access to me as he did before he took advantage of it. Before he thought that I was going to give and give and give and give without anything being reciprocated. There's no friendship there because a friend doesn't allow someone to give without you reciprocating that same level of love and intent. So Tay Talks listeners, The chapter that you shared with this person may be your favorite, 
but you can't keep rereading it, expecting a different ending. There are more chapters of your life, and I say this smiling because in those chapters to come, there are people that will love you, possibly even more so than the people that are already in your life. And that excites me. That makes me so happy. 